Welcome into Monmouth College Basketball here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. I'm John Temple. We're going to be a little Sunday to believe it today. The Sports Information Director at Monmouth College. He's going to join us for the broadcast today. Very excited about that. Former minor league baseball broadcaster. So I'm working with a professional today. Get a chance to learn some things probably as we go along. But big game today for both these guys, men and women, as far as the standings go, especially for the women. They are now trailing the Illinois College Blue Girls by one game for the last transfer spot in the Midwest Conference for the uh, for the Midwest Conference Tournament to take the four teams. Right now, Monmouth in a tie with Grinnell, who they're playing today at 5-7 and seven in the standings, a game behind Illinois College at fourth at 6-6. Six and six. On top, the Knox College Prairie Fire, they are rolling undefeated at 11-0 in conference play, 16-4 and four overall. Then you've got the Ripon College. Uh, Ripon is at 10-1 and one in conference play, a game behind Knox. Cornell sitting at third at 7-4. and four. And then, uh, of course, Illinois College sitting in fourth at six and six. Monmouth and Grinnell tied for fifth at five and seven. So big game today for both ball clubs. Uh, they met earlier in the year. The uh, Monmouth College Fighting Scots fell to the Grinnell Pioneers by a score of eighty-seven to seventy-three. Actually, the uh, Scots who who uh, are on a three-game losing streak right now, losing the Lake Forest. Of course, we had the game last Saturday at Knox College. And then Illinois College, they got a loss, 51-46. to Last couple of games have been close losses. Our four-point loss to Knox last Saturday. And then on Tuesday night, a loss to Illinois College, 51-46, to just by five points. So a couple of tough losses here for the Scots. Need to get back on, get back on track if they want to make that Midwest Conference tournament. Um, and uh, right now it looks like uh, Knox would be hosting that. So it would be a short trip for the Monmouth College Fighty Scots women as far as their tournament goes. they got to get the tournament first. And right now they're a game behind. Illinois College in the standings. The uh, Scots at nine and twelve overall in the second season for head coach Megan Jones, twenty-three and twenty-two overall here with the Scots in her first couple of seasons. Dana Harold, ten seasons at Grinnell, she's got eighty-five wins, one hundred and twenty-one losses. Uh, coach Harold been around for uh, quite a little while. Our game two today is the men's game between Monmouth and Knox. That's a big one too for the Scots. They're sitting at eight and four. They are a half game out of third place. Uh, half game out of second place. Cornell sitting at 8-3. They're, uh, they have a game less played than Monmouth College right now, so they're a half game behind Cornell for second. Illinois College kind of running away with everything. They're at 11-1, 19-2 overall. So the Scots need to get over the 2-10 and 10 in conference play. Grinnell Pioneers, so on paper, looks like a good matchup for the Scots today and actually beat Grinnell already, 85-74 at uh, Grinnell Back on uh, back in early January, of course, the Grinnell Pioneers—they still run the system, the run and gun, sub in five players at a time, press on every make, every miss, every out of bounds play. That'll be the system coming up in the second game. And uh, head coach Scott Todd has done a pretty solid job uh, against the Grinnell Pioneer system through the years. So we're going to step aside. I got a chance to talk to head coach Megan Jones for the Monmouth College Fighting Scots. We'll come back with that pregame. Coach's interview here in a bit. You're listening to the Kellogg Printing Company Incorporated pregame show. Kellogg Printing has been on the public square in Mama since 1924. Kellogg Printing is a full-service commercial printer serving local and nationwide clients. Nathan and I broadcasting from the Vic Royce Furniture Broadcast booth. Quality furniture at an affordable price located right here in Monmouth, Illinois. And the game powered by the Greater Warren County United Way where 100% of your donations directly impact our communities. My interview with head coach Megan Jones. Coming up in 30 seconds, brought to you by Security Savings Bank, part of your community, part of your life, member FDIC. We'll be back. Well, welcome back to Glenny Gym and the beautiful Huff Athletic Complex here on the campus of Monmouth College as we get set for 
tip off at senior day for the Mammoth College Fighting Scots men and women just honored here on the floor. Here at Glenny Gym was the four seniors for the Scots on the roster. Teray Warner, a five foot nine, a fifth year player. Teray came back for a fifth year to uh, play some basketball with the Mammoth College Fighting Scots. Twelve and a half points, six and a half rebounds a game. Uh, very integral part of the Scots women's basketball program, and it has been since she arrived on campus. Also, Zoe Wall, a six foot senior, averaging a little over eleven points, and seven and a half rebounds. Leading rebounder for the Scots this year uh, on, during her senior year. Also, uh, Lily Harlan, another another important call. She's a leading scorer. So a leading rebounder, leading scorer. Also, Zoe Walls leading in the fifth. So three very integral parts of the program. Uh, definitely Lily Harlan, a five foot eight senior, 13.5 points, seven rebounds a game. And Jaden Mitchell, also a senior, a five foot five senior. Um, she is uh, uh, out for the year with with, uh, with uh, injury, so a uh, very, very important part of the uh, Scots. Jaden Mitchell is uh, out as as well for the season, but she was honored today for uh, Senior Day. Four seniors and also a manager for the Monmouth College Fighting Scots, just honored. Uh, getting buckled up, getting ready to go. My broadcast partner today, Nathan Believe. How you doing, Nathan? Uh, I'm good. I'm uh, just settling <laughs> in after uh, after Senior Day ceremony number one and uh, getting everything everything set pregame. So you talk about a big part of the uh, of the of the basketball program. The uh, actually the four seniors, Jaden would have been a very big part of the program this year. Of course, got hurt and, and will miss the rest of, the, of of this season for sure. But this is four players that have been. Pretty important since their feet arrived on campus. They sure have. And, uh, you know, Jaden transferred in from Eureka. And, uh, you know, Trey Warner came back for a fifth year. I wouldn't be surprised if you see one or two of the people who were honored here today uh, return next year for a fifth year uh, outside of Trey, who already has done so. It's an option for uh, for the others. And I know that's, uh, you know, already, already been talked about. So, uh, you know, wouldn't be surprised if you see at least – one of uh, these young ladies back here getting another senior day, uh, you know, at this, at this time next year. But, um, you know, you look at Lily Harlan overcame a big injury her sophomore year uh, where she missed the, uh, the the run into the to the tournament, actually, excuse me, her freshman year where she missed the run to the tournament uh, and then came back and was uh, for, our, for our entire athletic department to come back player of the year last year. Um, you know, they don't have a six-person award in the Midwest Conference, but it would have been her last year if that was there. Uh, Zoe Wall and Trey Warner, a big part of a team that went to the NCAA tournament in 2020 and then went to the championship game again last year. And, you know, now this year, again, they were picked uh, in the bottom bottom third of the conference, and they've got a chance, it's, and they're going to need some help, uh, as I know you talked about off the top, but they've got a chance to get back to the, the conference tournament again this year. And, you know, you, you look at the schedule, it's not kind mm-hmm. with uh, undefeated Knox coming in here on Wednesday and then trips to Ripon and Cornell. Uh, we lost to Ripon at home. We beat Cornell at home, but those teams are in first, or excuse me, in second and third right now. So it's going to take a win today for sure, and then uh, you know over one of those other teams uh, the next uh, next ten days. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of folks like to use the term "must win," with and it seems weird with four regular season games left counting today. But honestly, this is a must win today. It really is. Yeah, it absolutely is. And and you know it was that setup coming into this week where. Uh, and we talked about it on Monday. If you win both against IC and Grinnell, you're in really good shape. If you lose both, you're uh, in a world of trouble. And if you split, then you're okay. Uh, you won't control your own destiny, but you're okay. Lost to IC, so now that makes this an absolute must win. Uh, wouldn't have the elimination tag after today, but you'd have to beat first, second, and third place 
to uh, to finish the season, and, and that's a tall task. Your referees today sponsored by Kehoe Care and Mamas and Gelsberg. Make sure you're seeing every play. Get your eyes examined regularly with Kehoe Eye Care. Your uniform sponsors, MC Sport and More. Your home for all your sports equipment and team apparel. Hats, hoodies, polos, basketballs, and much, much more. MCSportMore.com. The Scots in their home whites, white tops, white bottoms with the red and black trim. The Grinnell Pioneers in their road blacks, black tops, black bottoms with the white Grinnell outlined in red, and then the red numbers on the chest. Thanks to MC Sportmore for your uniform sponsors today. Uh, also, starting lineups brought to you by your mama's area McDonald's. We'll get to those in a little bit after uh, a word from our sponsor. Also, we'll get the Robert Thompson trucking keys to the game. And I always, I always let my my brilliant. <laughs> color analyst do the uh, keys to the game and I think you've seen a few times. I think you've seen this guy play a few times. Yeah, thanks, thanks for the heads up. I'll get that covered. <laughs> we'll be back in one minute with all of that here on the free game show, the Kellogg's Pretty Free Game Show. Scott Basketball on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. AM 1330 FM 94.1 WREM and online at RadioMamas.com. Back here at, back here at Glenny Gymnasium for Scott Basketball. The women up first. They'll be taking on the Grinnell Pioneers. Grinnell at 8 and 11 overall and seven in the Midwest Conference. The Scots at nine and twelve overall, and five and seven in conference play. Uh, big one here. They're both tied for the fifth place. Uh, Nathan and I broke that down a little bit for you before before the uh, commercial break. So now it's just it's just down to it's down to game time now. What's the keys for the Scots getting a win today? The Scots women getting a win over the Pioneers. Nathan. Well, the big key for uh, for Monmouth is going to be defensively. When you look at uh, the first matchup between these two teams and, and what happened out there on the court with, uh, with Grinnell's star player, Erin uh, Lewis. She went for uh, over 30. She was the Midwest Conference Player of the Week in, in that week after uh, going for over 30 against us. And a lot of those were down the stretch and at the line. When you look at her numbers, she averages 18 points per game. She shoots 77% from the line. Uh, she, she makes about three free throws a game and uh, you know gets it done everywhere on the court. She's made... 65 more field goals than anybody else on Grinnell. That shows you how important she is to them. And then the other spot for for Monmouth is knocking down the three-pointers. Got to make those. They're such a different team uh, when those three-pointers go down. All right. That sounds like a recipe for success for the Fighting Scots women getting a a, a hugely important win today here at Glenny Gymnasium. We're getting ready for the National Anthem, which is sponsored by Stan Insurance your local all-state insurance agency, Stan Insurance in Mama, since 1919. We'll be back here in, in about a minute and a half after our national anthem. Welcome back to Scotts Women's Basketball here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. Starting lineups being announced now. Your starting lineup is sponsored by your mama, Perry McDonald's. Now hiring. Check to see what openings are available at your local McDonald's. First of the Grinnell Pioneers, Nikki Ware, 5'5", sophomore. Ten and a half points, three rebounds of all game. The newcomer of the year in the Midwest Conference, Aaron Willis, you heard Nathan talk about Aaron before uh, we went to the National Anthem break. 5'8", junior, 17 and a half points, four rebounds a game. Skyler Thomas, a 5'9", freshman, six rebounds, or six points, three rebounds. Annabelle Doherty, a 5'9", sophomore, three rebounds, or three points, four rebounds. Sarah Moore, the leading rebounder for the Grinnell Pioneers, going 6'3", a sophomore, seven rebounds a ball game. For the Mom and Cowboys fighting scouts, Teray Warner, a 5'9", fifth-year senior, 12 and a half points, six and a half rebounds. Ashley Jones from Abingdon Avon, Illinois. Five foot eight freshman, seven points, three rebounds. Zoe Wallace, six foot senior, 11 points, the leading rebounder at seven and a half. 
Ella Goodrich at five foot nine, freshman, two points, two rebounds, and also Lily Harlan, a five foot eight senior, thirteen and a half points, leading score for the Scott on her senior day today here at Gummy Gym, and seven rebounds. I'm John Temple alongside Nathan. Believe it, Nathan. Let's go and take this thing, baby. Let's get it underway. Looking for a big one today for the Fighting Scots as they take on the Grinnell Pioneers and the Fighting Scots introduced here tonight. Senior Day, not the last home game. We'll be back here on Wednesday against rival Knox with a 5:30 women's tip and a 7:30 men's tip to follow. That will be the last home game for both the women and the men. And Sean and I will be right back here. For you on that contest, as and uh, a big one for both teams to finish up when you're going against Grenada against Knox because it's rivalry on one, it's the system on the other <laughs> for the men and for the women. It's uh, your conference title hopes uh, hanging in the balance here today. As a as an announcer, I call the Grinnell the Grinnell men's game the throat laws in the game. That's yeah. the throat laws yeah. in the game. We're going to be uh, I, usually I tell the color guy if I'm doing play by play without us. Just go ahead and take a break. Yeah, that's going to be me. Yeah. When you I'll, just, I'll just sit here and do nothing for uh, for the last two hours today, which is which is great. And uh, you mentioned Grinnell wearing their road black, some really sharp uniforms yeah, right. uh, with the contrast between uh, the Grinnell black and red and the mom with white and uh, red with the gray numbers. And it's the pioneers that control the tip and get things going. They can fill it up in a hurry. Not like the men do as they do turn it over, but they average 60 points per game. And they've been very consistent. When you look at their last five games, they've scored 57, 52, 51, 52, 56. So you pretty much know where you have to get to beat this Grinnell team. Both teams take care of the ball really well. Second and third in conference play in, in turning the ball over. So they both take care of it pretty well, really. Yeah, that was a big problem for the Scots early in the year. And you mentioned losing Jaden Mitchell. Uh, on top of that, uh, Kenley Stearns, who uh, in, in the summer practice and in first times on Campus was uh, was going to be playing a lot of point guard position. She injured her knee in the second practice uh, of the year, out for the year, as Harlan misses the jumper here and the rebound grab by Grinnell. And then, of course, losing Josie Morgan and Caitlin Osmoski. So no true ball handler uh, for Monmouth. And the jumper is good. And that's exactly what Aaron Lewis could do. The Bloomington, Indiana native. Knocks it down from the free throw line. I'm guessing she's one of those. And I've yet to see her play being, being just a... Uh, a uh, a uh, junior for, for Grinnell. I don't think we had the game last year with the women. It was on an off-nighter. Something happened where we didn't have the Grinnell women on. My first chance of seeing Erin Lewis, I'm guessing she's pretty good at creating her shot. Yeah, it sure <laughs> looks that way so far. And uh, here's Teray Warner to the basket layup. Not good. Fighting for the rebound. And they call a foul. Good. That's on 12. Zoe Wall. That's been a problem for the Scots lately, not very deep in terms of players who give uh, production on offense and foul trouble. Uh, there was a game uh, last week, week and a half ago, where in the first half, Wall, Warner, and, uh, and and Harlan all had two fouls in the first half and made Coach Jones go real deep into that bench. Yeah, Harlan and Wall, all they do is just lead the Midwest Conference in minutes per game. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You're already starting two freshmen in Goodrich and Jones, and they combined to get a turnover here. That was Goodrich, great man-to-man defense, and then Jones on the help side reached in to knock it loose, and Grinnell lost it out of bounds. Pretty good energy so far on the floor and actually in the bleachers, too. Got a nice contingent of Thomas College fans here, of course, being senior day. That helps a little bit, and big game. It's a a fun help center today. There's a whole lot going on. Baseball practice this morning. A lot of their players stuck around to watch the game, but a lot of them still in their practice uniforms. His wall has her shot blocked down low, and then 
softball practice is going on right now, so we'll see the softball players start to filter in uh, as that goes, as this layup is no good for Grinnell and the rebound grabbed by Wall. That was awesome defense there by Terry Warner, just kind of walling up and making it hard. Ashley Jones driving in. Runner is good. First bucket of the game for the Scots comes from the freshman from having the Avon. Ashley Jones, and she's having a really good freshman year, averaging seven points per game. I've covered so many of Ashley's games through the year. She is the queen of the scoop chop, man. I've seen that scoop chop from everywhere. And there's Lewis again, knocking down the free throw line jumper. She was wide open for this one, and it's 4-2 Grinnell. Harlan goes to Wall in the corner. Wall looking to drive. Now it's all the way out to Jones to reset the offense. Warner fires a three. That's no good. Rebound Wall. Fouled as she put it back up in the freshman. Out of Limestone High School will go to the free throw line. Yeah, Doherty just using the ball. It was pretty good up top, but, boy, she bumped. had a good bump down low there, and I was hoping I was going to hear a whistle there. It was a pretty good, pretty good shot there from Doherty. So an 80% free throw shooter, third most fakes and third most attempts on the season for the Scots, averaging 11.3 points per game. Also uh, leads the team in rebounds. Conference play 84% from the free throw line in, in conference play alone. It's such balanced scoring and rebounding when you look at those three seniors. Harlan at 13.4 and 7-0. Warner at 12.5 and 6.5. And then Wall, who makes the second free throw at 11.3 and 7.4. Her scoring has gone down a little bit over the last two weeks. And see now if she's got... A lot left in the tank for the last four games of the regular season. Balance scoring is such a nightmare to, to game plan against. Wow. Grinnell knocked down the three ball. That's Kyler Thomas, a freshman from Fairfax, Virginia. They shoot 28% from three-point range on the season. Here's Warner to answer. No good. And the rebound is grabbed right there by Skyler Thomas. That was her 17th made three. Nikki Ware has the most at 24 with Kelsey Erickson. Warner got a couple good looks there. She, yeah. she herself, she's 38% on the season, so I don't mind her taking a couple open looks early on, get her going a little bit. She's closing in on the top 10 career list and three-pointers make and percentage. Got a chance at both of them, depending on how these last four games go. A wild shot that time from Grinnell, and Harlan grabs the rebound. It's up ahead. See, that was Goodrich who grabbed the rebound. And now it's Harlan on the wing, driving. Into the lane. Floater is good. Lily Harlan with the bucket. 7-6 Grinnell. 6-0-5 to go first quarter. Good, good, uh, good. Under control. Lily Harlan got herself in the lane, got herself set, got a good base. Little floater up and good. Three-pointer again for Thomas. Way off the mark this time. The rebound came out nearly to midcourt, and then Thomas went and fouled Zoe Wall. So kind of a bizarre last minute there for the freshman Skyler Thomas drilled a three, then missed a three, and committed a foul 40 feet from the basket going for the loose ball rebound. Stat filler. Yep. Stat filler right there. Some good, some bad. Two freshmen in, two freshmen out for the Fighting Scots. Audrey Law from Bloomington, Indiana, checks in. So does Allie Hoy. And Law has it on the wing. Audrey Law has played a couple of really good games over the last two weeks. Harlan for three, no. A rebound grabbed by the... Pioneers this time. Allie Hoy from Woodland, Illinois, was the second sub in, and the two freshmen, Jones and Goodrich, went out. Audrey Law has been in double digits twice. No, I thought they were going to get Warner with that one. They're going to tag Hoy with that. Must have been before Warner got to her. You look at those two freshmen and what they've done coming off the bench. Audrey Law played in 
all but one game, 5.6 points per game, and how he always played in every game, averaging three points per contest. Knocked down a big three in the comeback attempt against Illinois College on Tuesday, and here's a steal. Man, Wall just went and took that away. I was waiting for the hell ball whistle. It never came. Now she fires a three. Nope. Rebound in the corner. Law could not save it. That was great defense on Erin Millis. She tried it behind the back. She tried a little crossover, and wherever she went, there was a white-shirted Scots woman right there in front of her. That's Eva Carcini. Eva Carcini in the ballgame now for uh, the Pioneers. Jumper for Lewis. This time is way off the mark. Up ahead for Monmouth. Ball on the right side. Still has it now. Free throw line for Audrey Law. Spinning into the lane. Kicks it out. Harlan. Harlan driving. Little Euro step layup is good. That hit every part of the rim. Hit the back iron and falls through. Lily Harlan. <laughs> she, you said she used it all. And as long as it goes down through that hoop, if you're a Scots fan, you're happy. It doesn't matter how it gets there. She's got four points now. Into the corner. Jumper no good. And a rebound to go to Law. Wall did a great job to steal off her defender that time. Here is Law. They swing it back around. Now down low, Wall. Wall off glass, no good. Rebound. Rolls out of bounds, and it'll be Grinnell basketball. But also by Audrey Law to kind of stick around, maybe get a little little cheap turnover there in the backcourt. And uh, fouling, the big thing. <laughs> Sub in for the Fighting Scots, Madison Heisch on the Rock Ridge. She's played a couple different roles this season. At the beginning of the year, she was the fifth starter. Back was back when Mitchell was still healthy, so it was four seniors in Heish. Then when Mitchell went down, Heish tried her hand at point guard. And then as the rotation got changed around again, she went to the bench and now comes off the bench and will give some spot-up shooting opportunities and uses her size to play defense. We get a foul here, and that's on Hoy, her second. So she's got to go out, and Goodrich comes right back in. Doing high school games in, in high school, and she was at Rockford, she was she, at, at least at the high school level, 5'8". You can play a little post there, but she was athletic as a post. So she was a really tough matchup in high school, and playing different roles here, it's good to see it as well. With the now, Dockerty. Dockerty hands off. There's shot clock running down. That's a wild shot. It didn't hit the rim anyway. And the rebound to the Fighting Scots. Here's Harlan. Now Wall. One point, Mammoth lead. 3.05 to go. First quarter action. Harlan. Wall playing catch on the left side. Wall drives in. Got mugged. And will go back to the free throw line. Late whistle there. I didn't know if he's going to get one or not. It's definitely a foul. Just didn't know if we were going to get a whistle there. And finally. Finally, it was a nice take there. Good uh Good take by Zoe Wall to be a little aggressive on the offensive end. Looks like Ayana Rockwell is going to pick up the foul for the Pioneers. Wall's got a couple free throws already and knocks this one down. <laughs> if you're the uh, if you're the Scots, that's the one you want at the free throw line for sure. There's a couple of girls that shoot good free throws for the Scots, but led by uh, uh, Zoe Wall. 
Second free throw, no good this time. Rebound, Harlan went and got it in the corner. The Temple Jinx gets Zoe Wall. I, I apologize <laughs> to the Wall family. <laughs> they dump it inside. Two Wall again, right back up. This time her shot was blocked. She wanted to foul again, didn't get it. Now looking at the official on the baseline, the official just kind of shook the head and said, play on. Behind the back dribble, losing it was Nikki Ware. And it's Wall again. She's all over the place so far today. Harlan steps into a three. Got it! Lily Harlan for a three. A 12-7 lead for the Fighting Scots. Nice little run here by the Scots, and I think it's been generated by the defense down on this end. They cut off Socrates this time. Driving in. Nice scoop move, and that'll fall through for Sarah Toy. The senior from Mineral Point, Wisconsin, off the bank. The Scouts couldn't play any better defense on that. It was just a good move and a creative shot there from Doherty. Sarah Toy went to the same high school as our soccer senior, Kaylee Dabert, both from Mount Horeb. And a three ball the other side, no good this time for Goodrich and the rebound, Grinnell. Three-point Mammoth lead, 145 to go first quarter. Doherty kicks it back out, driving Goes into the hands of Carcini. Now into the corner for Doherty. Back to Toy. Still stagnant offense here by Grinnell. They're going to have to shoot the ball here. And, oh, the Scott called for a blocking foul with four seconds left on the shot clock. And that's going to be two on Zoe Wall trying to draw the charge. I appreciate the, the effort there by Wall for sure trying to draw the charge there, but... Picking up, that's a, that's a tough place to pick up your second foul here with still what, almost a minute and a half, minute 22 left in the first quarter. It's going to be interesting to see how, uh, how long Coach Jones sits wall. Especially with four seconds left on the shot clock, they were not going to get a yes. shot off, or at least not a good one in that situation. Now here's a steal, and then it's knocked away from Goodrich. Lewis gets it back. They got her back in the ball game now. We'll see how that changes the Grinnell offense. But her jumper is no good, and the rebound is pulled down by Heish up ahead to Jones. Jones kicks it out. Heish, Heish for three. That's off the mark. Rebound. Goodrich saved it, but all she could do was toss it back in, and Sarah Boer grabbed it. Let's see if Grinnell chooses to go with a two-for-one here. Lewis straight to the basket, little up and under. She was trying to draw a foul. It didn't happen. Warner the rebound. Yeah, I didn't see enough really to uh, – at the college game, that's not enough to warrant a foul there. Three ball for the Scots is no good. 22 seconds left in the quarter here. Lewis got to her spot in the free throw line, dished it off. No good on the three. Rebound Boer back up. No good. And Heist boxes out. Scots have 10 seconds to work with. Up three. Into the first quarter. Warner left side. Warner driving around Lewis, goes all the way in. Wild shot, though, no good. And that'll win the first quarter. It is Mama 12, Grinnell 9 after 1 here at Glenny Gym. Back with the second quarter of action. You're listening to Fighting Scots Basketball, 12-9 lead over Grinnell. Welcome back to Mammoth as it's 12-9 here for the Fighting Scots. Not a bad quarter. Not a bad quarter at all. I think if you're Coach Jones, of course, coaches can always find something, always find something that, that should have been better. But I think overall, after 
kind of a kind of a hectic period of time there during the quarter. If you get a three point lead, you'll take it. Jones inside the lane, layup is no good. I'm in the rebound grab by Grinnell. They got it back onto the right side. Runner is no good. Rebound Warner. I'm not sure that's the shot. Coach Harold wanted here to start the second quarter for the Pioneers. Three ball for Law. That is good. Front rim backboard and in for Audrey Law. <laughs> Bang. I love it. Got it. Got it. It's sending the lead to six points. They've got it on the right side. Got a lockdown on their three-point shooters. They get a three up. No good. That was missed by 13, Grace Marsh, and the rebound went to the Scots. Warner to Jones, and now right side, Heisch. Heisch dumps it in. Harlan going to work in the post. Got into the paint. Lefty shot, no. Rebound, Warner. Warner out to Law. Law, long two. No, and the rebound, Grinnell. I tell you what, I've been happy with the Scots rebounding so far in this one. I know we're just getting underway in the second quarter, but the uh, on paper, the much taller Pioneers, the Scots holding their own here on the glass. Life stats having some connectivity issues, so not able to tell you exactly what those stats are. We'll get them at halftime, but the Scots have kept Grinnell one and done for most of the half. And that's that's big with Sarah Booher, the uh, six foot three sophomore. Booher uh, eighth in the conference and rebounding at seven a game. Down low and the shot is good for Sarah Booher. Speak of the devil. Yeah, first points for Booher. Averages that's just averages six. Got a pretty good job on, on Booher. There's Law driving in through contact no good and the rebound grabs by the Scots to keep it alive. Here's Harlan. She loves that baseline jumper and knocks it down again. What a start to the ball game by the senior on senior day, Lily Harlan. I got her for nine. That's her spot, too. She will hit it from there. And that baseline jumper every time. To lead back to six for the Scots. I guess that ties their biggest lead so far. Jumper no good. Rebound Warner. And again, one and done are the Pioneers. I love it when the guards get the rebounds because they're always looking to push. Let's roll. Warner got all the way to the basket. Couldn't finish. And then Jones to steal. Up ahead to Warner. Warner was one on two. So she waited. And now it's a five on five situation. Jones. Jones right side. Skips it over Heisch. Now it goes Law. Law drives in. Her right-handed floater short. Rebound Grinnell. Uh, Law might have come down on maybe a Grinnell foot because she is in some, in, in some discomfort here. It's the second. There's a charge against Brewer who shoved Harlan to the ground. That's the second or third time this year that Law has had an ankle issue, and she's trying to fight it off right now, but the Scots are going to get her out of the ball game. And get that ankle looked at. There was a collision against uh, Rippin where she went down and was attended to underneath that same basket for a while. And then I know she had one on the road as well. Scouts a little deeper than they were last year. Correct. What, yes. 10, 10 yes. on the roster. That doesn't mean they're deep. They're a little deeper at least than last year. Harlan, baseline. Good swing around the arc. 
with patience here. Down to 10 on the shot clock. Warner. Harlan. Harlan baseline. Jumper again is good. That went a little further. A little further out that time on the baseline, but she'll knock down that shot. Here's a three ball. Grinnell, no good. Quick shot. Not a good shot. And timeout Monmouth. And uh, that's one where Coach Jones decided she was going to call the timeout right away after that ball hit the rim, and uh, they might have had a layup at the other end. Yeah, uh, Ashley Jones had it on the other end just as the timeout was called there. Step aside. Take a 30-second break here on AM 1330, FF 94.1 WREO. Back at Gwinnett Gym, Mammoth on top, 19-11, missing a shot out of the uh, timeout. Right away was Ashley Jones, so Grinnell has the basketball on the left side. Erin Lewis has it. She's been held to four points, and those came early, and as soon as I say that, she got right to the basket for a wide-open layup but missed it, and Boer knocked it out of bounds. Yeah, Lola's getting a little frustrated here, kind of claps the hands together. Held to four points all in that first quarter. Has not scored at all here as we start to at least reach the halfway point of the second period. Jones backed up top. Yeah, she hit Two shots from the free throw line right away. One contested, one uncontested. And there's an uncontested turnover by the Scott. Uh, just a little kick to the wing over to Ashley Jones. A little bit high, high pass from Ella Goodrich. Freshman to freshman there. Boer. Guys defending the arc, I think, really, really well here. See if that opens things up for uh, Boer in the paint, and they get the ball to her and strip yeah, away. Yeah, there's good defense, and this is without Zoe Wall, too, who has a pair of fouls. Now, Wall, on the, on the, I've got Hoy for two. There's Ashley Jones in the paint. She has an uncanny knack for just in, in a pile of bodies somehow getting that, that ball up on the rim. Shot a ton of free throws in ice cream. They lob it in. New Brewers knocked away by Harlan, picked up by Hoy, and here comes Scott. It's Ashley Jones kicked it out to Warner. Into Warner on the block. See if she can work on, on Ellis here. Now it's Jones again. Warner, three ball, no. And knocked back around to Grinnell. Well, you hit that when you really put Grinnell in, uh, in a tough situation down down 14. As it is, just still down 10. Three ball. Lewis is good. And now you're in a situation where Grinnell could get Lewis to heat up real quick. And instead of being in a 13-point lead, it's a 7-point lead. And their leading scorer and the leading scorer in the conference knocked down her first three of the game. And... Yeah, a little, a little frustrated. Up. The last thing you want to do is give her any confidence at this point. <laughs> keep her frustrated. If you're a Scots fan, you just want to keep her frustrated. The baseline jumper missed there by Harlan. Now the other way for the Pioneers. And, ooh, just saving that inbounds was Carcini. Gets it to Brewer. Brewer didn't even look at the basket, though. No. Kicks it out in the air ball three-pointer. They keep it. They get another three and knock it down. Well, Maybe they can say, Skyler Thomas can say that was a pass. It's going to be a timeout for another 30-second timeout from 10 down to 4 is the lead for the Scots. We'll be back in 30 seconds here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WRAM. 
Oh, the Monmouth College Pets hands sounding really good. They are. They're having a lot of fun over there, and uh, cheerleaders are as well here at 20 Gym. Scott's lead was 10. It's down to 4, and now it's on the left side for Heish and back to Jones. Warner. Warner drives. Baseline jumper. No. Followed her own shot. Layup is good. That senior smarts right there and a fifth-year senior in that. And knew she missed it short. Went and got it. Put it right back in. Love to see her bring the rebound down instead of just going up with it real quick. Gathered herself. Kind of squiggled it. Kind of squirmed her way through the lane and got a little layup off the glass. Willis getting aggressive. She goes baseline and gets fouled. It's on Goodrich. First foul there just on the freshman. So. With the uh, team fouls, for the folks that uh, don't listen to a lot of college women's basketball, um, the, the fouls reset at the quarter. So just one team foul apiece there. And there's no one and one either. It's two fouls. The two free throws, excuse me, when you do hit the bonus. Lewis misses the three. She was wide open that time, too. A mistake by the Scots defensively on rotation, but she didn't make it. Harlan at the other end, misses a three, and Jones grabs the rebound and had it taken away by Grinnell. Now it's the Pioneers into the front court. They fire another three. That's been their whole offense. It's like they're following the men's recipe (laughs) here. I thought the men's game broke out early on us here. That was a missed three, and now it's back on the other side, running through the paint, and it's out of bounds off of Monmouth. Yeah, Goodrich kind of lost the handle on it right under the basket. Not much she could do with it there. Tried to get it back. Still lost it out of bounds. I don't know who 23 on their roster is. That's who just took that last three. She's getting in the corner. Uh, but their roster does not have a 23 no. on it. She won it all. We'll have to uh, three ball the other way. No good for Grinnell by Lewis. She's missed two in a row. That's two uh, two bullets. The uh, Scott Dodds can see. That's a pretty good look. The other end. Warner getting the bucket. Beautiful move right down uh, right down the right side of the lane and off the glass. We did have this situation earlier this year where somebody played without a number and it was a technical foul against Augustana, but that's because they didn't put it in the book. It's not right. what they hand to sure. me and you. Although it should be. The shot is no good, and that's going to be a foul on Harlan going for the rebound. Yeah, normally I might take a quick run over the book. It's a team I don't see a lot. Maybe take a run over and look at the book. I didn't, didn't get a chance to get that done today. Knock somebody in on us here. Well, my student workers who are doing the uh, – Live stats said they don't have a 23 in the system, so they put her in as 99, um, efforting right now with the uh, PA announcer because he's sitting right next to Coach Jones's sister, who's running the official book. Hopefully, we can get that out of there. And there's a shot off glass. Bank is open for Doherty, and it's a six-point game with a 105 to go. If not, we'll go down there. I'll go down there and have time and find out. <laughs> You got some pull around uh, here, right? I'll try to pull it. <laughs> See what we can do. Here's Warner. Warner into the lane. Kicks it out. Three ball is short. Warner slapped it back in, but she was standing on the end line when she did. Good try there by Warner. And with the aggressiveness of Warner the last couple of trips, she drew a couple of defenders there and, and left, uh, left the scouts with a pretty good look there from the arc. Well, Grinnell, he's got about a... 18-second difference on shot clock and game clock. Audrey Law's got her ankle wrapped back up. She's at the scores table to check in. 
and we'll do so now as there's a foul on Monmouth. Now, Willis. I think probably her call out on the floor. They call out on the floor, so no free throws for Lillis. Pretty uh, pretty solid from the free throw line. Goodrich will check out. Looks like Law back in, which is good to see after she kind of limped, limped out of the ball game a little earlier. Um, rolling an ankle or coming down after a shot on maybe a Grinnell foot. Good to see Audrey Law back in the round, back in the uh, back on the floor. Good defense on Boer. And her all doubled up on the block. Here yeah, Lewis the was calling for the ball up top. She was wide open. Now she's covered. They've got not much time on the shot clock. An air ball. And then turn it over. Scotts with 15 seconds to work with. Shot clock off. Warner. Jones. Jones, no good. Warner fighting for the rebound. Can't get it. Now they've got eight seconds to work with. I'd really like to have seen the Scots play for one there. Shot no good, and a rebound grab by Mammoth. That'll bring it to halftime. So halftime, Mammoth 25, and Grinnell 19 here at 22. I would really like to have seen now that Scott's play for one there with 18 seconds to go. Ended up taking the quick shot and almost paid for it with Terrell Warner uh, getting our, excuse me, excuse me, uh, uh, Aaron Lillis getting a good look there right before the half. And Scott's not the goal. So they'll take a six-point lead into the halftime break, 25 to 19. We'll be back in three minutes here at Glenny Gymnasium on the in the beautiful Hub Athletic Complex. We'll be back. Welcome back to Glenny Gymnasium in the beautiful Hub Athletic Complex. Your score at the half of the women's game here on the first game of our doubleheader. 25 to 19. The Scots with a six-point lead in this huge matchup between teams tied for fifth place in the Midwest Conference. They came out of the final transfer spot with uh, four games left counting today as we get set for our halftime show sponsored by LMP Insurance Agency for your auto, home, commercial life, and farm insurance needs. Contact Rachel Kunkel or Julie Martin at 734-2116. Joining us here on the halftime show, head coach of the Monmouth College Mighty Scouts baseball team, Alan Attorney. Coach Attorney, how you doing, my man? I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, having me on. You bet. How's, uh, how's things going so far? You guys are underway. Uh, Talking to uh, uh, Nathan Believer this morning. You guys had had a workout this morning. Yeah, we're uh, we're a weekend, so yeah, we just finished up today. Today was our first live live day uh, for our our what would be starting pitchers and everything. So so it you know went okay. You know it's that it's that I think it's that fifth day of the week, which is always kind of a, a, a big challenge. But uh, for some odd reason, we are uh, we. Uh, through the uh, uh, afternoon slot, so we're not going morning slot yet, so we shouldn't be really tired at all. So. It's college kids, aren't they? Right, they I know. Seem to be tired, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, uh, yeah, so not, avoiding kind of the early morning uh, grouchies. Uh, besides that, how's things going? Everything looking pretty uh, pretty good? Kids looking looking in good shape? Yeah, we're really excited for this team. Uh, I mean, it, it has a different feel than what than what it was last year, and last year was not really, honestly, too fun for anyone of us sure. with, uh, with the lack of wins, but uh, you know, you know, we really kind of see the leadership kind of steps it up a little bit more, and uh, and a lot of those guys that came aim back, they don't they don't want to go through what we went through last year, and I don't think anyone does. So uh, just kind of the uh, the intent, you know, kind of you know the effort is is you know is is there for our guys, and it's kind of nice to see as a coaching staff, and uh, you know, it makes our job a lot easier, you know, in in that department. 
yeah, you had so much success the last several years. I'm sure last last season, uh, which didn't go as planned, obviously. I'm sure that's that. I mean, that weighed on everybody over an off season. You know what? I, included, right? Absolutely, man. It's uh, you know, it's one of those things where where I I made a lot of phone calls to coaches in the league that I'm really close with. Uh, I've got to talk talk to Coach Sander yeah, while it was going sure. on and. Like, what do you do? You know, and they and and they just said, you know, sometimes this happens, and uh, you know, and 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 I got really good advice from a couple of coaches that said, just, you know, you can't can't lose track of what the you know what what your end game with with some of these guys. So you know, what that means is, is we got to still develop them, we still got to teach them. Uh, we can't just quit, you know, and and and, and that's something as coaches we we just kind of just kept busting our butt to kind of try to build this team for this year, you know, if we needed to. So uh, so we're, we're hoping that worked out well for us going into this year. I'm unabashedly a baseball guy. I don't mind saying that to anybody. <laughs> I'm a baseball guy, all right? That's right. So, I mean, I've been around the sport a little bit, and then you've been around it your whole entire life. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's baseball. In my in my opinion, it's the hardest game there is. It's yeah. hard to hit that little that little round ball with that round bat solidly, and sometimes you just go through, and, and just like hitting is contagious in a good way, hitting can be contagious in a bad way, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. I mean, it's just – I mean, it's – Nowadays, like guys are so dependent on each other, which is not a bad thing, right? Right. Because you know, it's team baseball, and uh, you know, hopefully they don't. You know, we talk a lot about fear, you know, in confidence right now, and and it seems like if if one of our top two guys has a bad game, like it's like, oh no, what are we gonna do? It's like we try to that old school type, like, hey, next man up, hey, we got to pick this guy up. So you know, so we found a, you know doing that a lot of teaching, and I know that's going a lot around a lot around the league a lot too, you know, as conversations that we have with other coaches, it's, it's kind of try to make more, more motivation, you know, than really teaching lately. Sure. And sure. Uh, that's something that we've had to adjust to. Recruits coming in, how are they looking, the new guys? Yeah, we're looking pretty good. So, you know, our freshman class, you know, we're really excited for our, for our freshman class that we have now. Currently recruiting, uh, we have 10 committed, uh, you know, so we're really excited. Seven of them, seven of the 10 are pitchers since we're, nice. we're graduating four-fifths of our starting rotation. So that's, that's definitely a must. And we're still waiting on a couple transfers that are, that are around the area. Uh, those guys tend to wait a little long. So uh, hopefully we uh, get those guys in and that will really kind of help our, uh, our uh, rotation next year. What's the rotation look like this year? Yeah, man, we're uh, we're really excited. We got Addy. Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, I'm going to make another plug, but hopefully, he's back for a fifth year. Mr. Fletcher out there, so I'm working uh, on him too, man. I'm working <laughs> so, on him too. But uh, I mean, we got Jeff Garrett, we got Tim McNally, we got Jacob Brokaw, we got Case Sharp. Those those are our five guys. We have three freshmen that uh, that will kind of vie for that spot, but just more more so get spot starts and kind of build them up for next year. Uh, so we're really, you know, we, we are veteran in the pitching department, so we should be good in that department. When do you get underway? On practice is underway. When, when do you get on the field for real? Yeah, so we leave, uh, I believe, March 3rd for Florida. So that's our that's our first game on Saturday against uh, SUNY Mary, Maritime out in New York and then against University of Northwestern from uh, Minnesota. So that's that's our first day and uh, two solid teams. Uh, we definitely do not have a take schedule this year, so it's going to be very tough, which is going to be good for us to come conference play. Absolutely. Uh, the Florida trip just a, is what a special time yeah. to get kids together. Yeah. I've fortunately had a son that, that spent four springs down at, down in Florida and is things he'll never he'll never forget oh, yeah. and it does good for the team as well. Yeah, you know, I really in in our our parents the last eight, nine years have been awesome and uh 
you know, we're very fortunate to have uh, the Sharps, Tom and Stacey come for eight years. I know Tom very well. I played, <laughs> I played a ton of fast pitch softball with Tom. He's a very Sharp. good fast pitch softball yes, player, from what I hear. Yes, but I uh, played with him and against him. It's, it's better playing with him. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's you know, in 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 your point of view, with with not going to Florida, you know, we have we still have the McDonald twins, parents that like to come. Grant Myers' parents love to come. They actually came last year, and 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 they surprised us. And I and I. Saw them and I was instantly looking for Tyler and Connor McDonald and Grant Myers. And I'm like, we need you. We're, like, where are you at? So, uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, just the support that we have with the alumni and then with the alumni parents. I mean, it's just it's, it's just great. And they and they tend to come to Florida and support us and uh, kind of teach the new parents the ways uh, of how of how to have fun. And they know how to they know how to have fun for sure. This will be the uh, first season without without Coach Sander, yeah. kind of somewhere around around the field. Yeah. It'll be it's, a little different. Isn't yeah, it? it's going to be you know it's it's you know still trying to get over that. Uh, I don't think I ever will, and I and I know same with Coach Nelly, uh, you know. But we're you know all of our guys got shirts, uh, kind of that old school two button up shirt, and you know what I'm talking about. And, yep. and Sander on the back, so we're so we're going to be wearing those for pregame. Uh, I'm in the work section. I just got the phone with the guy this morning. We're, uh, you know, we're going to get a flag out, the flagpole with number 21 and 10 stripes. And, and I know a lot of alumni are, you know, we're kind of working on some way to honor him out at the field. So we just, you know, a lot of good I- ideas. We just need to make a decision on what we want to do because, you know, we want it to be perfect. And, uh, and I think our Sander probably wouldn't care, <laughs> but we do. Uh, you know, we kind of, that's a guy that, uh, put so much heart and soul into Monmouth College and the baseball team, and we want to honor that any way that we can. So, uh, so you know, we got shirts for everybody, and uh, it's going to be a little emotional that uh, first home, home game, I'm sure, So uh, when, when we do something for them. Campus is definitely a little bit different without Coach Sand around it. The Glasgow field will absolutely be a little different. But uh, tell you what, nothing like honoring him with a, with a winning championship season, would it? That's a pretty good idea, right? You know what I mean? If, if that's, if, you know, that's my thoughts, and I don't, and I'm not. I know he would kill me for saying, win, you know, win it for him, you know. But you know, for for a lot of us, you know, there is a little bit more of a want to do it, just, you know, a little bit more special. And uh, and uh, you know, it's you know, it is sad that none of our current players know who he is. No, no ever really got to meet him. And, uh, so explaining that to them and, and you know sharing stories with those guys, they just laugh and shake their head and like, yeah, can't get away for, with that now. So don't worry. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's just kind of remember, remembering him any way that we can. I uh, again, I, I fortunately had a son that played four years for Coach Sander, and man, I, I could sit and listen to Alex tell stories oh, about Coach Sander. There's some good ones out there for sure. For uh, sure. Good luck, my man. Uh, always, always. Hoping for success in this guys, and especially again, I'm a baseball guy for the baseball team. Uh, we'll get out there and get some games on the air for the folks out of Glasgow. Love doing that. Sounds good. Yeah, we always love to have you out there to do something like that. It's a lot of fun. Coach Paterni, Alan Paterni with the Monmouth College Fighting Scout Baseball Program here on the halftime show. We'll take a one minute break, come back, go over the scoring, and get this second half underway. Right now, the Scots women in a big game got a 25 19 lead over the Grinnell Pioneers. We'll be back in one minute. Back here at Glenny Gym as we get set for the uh, start of the second half here for the Scots. Scots, the Grinnell Pioneers will get the ball first. That'll wrap up our LMP Insurance Agency halftime show. Save a lot food stores. Halftime scoring update first for the Grinnell Pioneers. Seven points for Aaron Lillis. Four points for Annabelle Dockerty. Three points for Eva Carcitti. Three points for Skylar Thomas. And two points for Sarah Booher. Not a free throw shot in the first half for the Grinnell Pioneers. For Monmouth College as they secured the rebound on the first shot by the Pioneer shot missed by 
Lily Harlan. Harlan led the Scots in the first half with 11 points, four points apiece for Trey Warner and Ashley Jones, and three points apiece for Audrey Law and Zoe Wall. Three of four from the free throw line for the Scots in that first half. Not a free throw shot by Grinnell in that first half at all. Yeah, that's the crazy part of the stats. Rebounds were uh, even, which I, I think surprises both of us. And yeah. Grinnell had only three offensive rebounds, but um, you know, overall with the stats, yeah, no free throws for them, and three out of four for Monmouth. Well, you get a miss by by uh, by Lewis from the corner, but the Grinnell Pioneers secure the offensive rebound. When you get her to miss, you've got to make sure you secure the rebound. You, you've done half your job. you got to finish it with a rebound when she misses. She don't miss a lot. That jumper is off the mark, and looks like Annabelle Doherty went over the back of the Scots there. It's a push foul. I keep getting corrected by all these high school officials when I see them around. It is not over the back, all right? It's not over the back. It's right, a push call. Right. <laughs> but I said, I know it's a push call, but to the folks at home, they need to know exactly kind of what happened there. And everybody knows what an over-the-back call is. <laughs> if the Scots can build on this lead here, get off to a good start here in this second half. Get this thing put away early. Yeah, especially the way Willis can, Willis can heat up. She had a big second half against Monmouth back at their place on January 11th. Step on the move there, missed by Zoe Wall, but good look there for the Scots in the paint. And Lewis gets it stripped away, almost back off the knee. Good strip there by Zoe Wall on, on the drive by Lewis and almost sucked it back off her knee, but they're going to say it is Grinnell basketball. The other, the other interesting thing out of the stats from the first half was three Monmouth turnovers, ten Grinnell turnovers, points off turnovers, seven nothing Monmouth lead there. Yeah, turnovers, just two teams that really take care of the ball pretty well. Like again, we talked about at the beginning of the game, second and third in the comp, just in conference play on uh, fewest turnovers. Too strong on the bounce pass that time from Grinnell. They turn it over, and here come the Scots. Warner, Warner going a little bit too fast, got the ball back, then has it taken away, and it will be a held ball, which keeps it with Monmouth. Terry Warner, <laughs> I chuckle on that. She just, it's like the, did you put some grease on the she ball went, down there when you went down to, to check? Warner went there? left, and the ball went right, and uh, <laughs> yeah, she was trying to, I, I did get, uh, I did get a, some of the senior day uh, little fatheads here, though, Sean, so nice. we, we got these from, uh, that's yeah, awesome. Isabella yeah. Perez, who's on the uh, lacrosse and the uh, tennis teams, made these for her fellow seniors. So that uh, is awesome. We've got them all now. We just need a couple of ours. Close as ours, they'd have to be a little bigger, probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Third foul on Annabelle Doherty on that uh, previous possession. So that's the first player I think we got. Yeah, first player in the game with three fouls. Wall gets her own rebound. Too strong on the reverse layup, though. <laughs> the coaching staff is just like, oh, we just can't get one to go here. We just can't get this lead to eight. I don't, I don't think anybody's led by it. What's the biggest lead? Uh, oh, 10 by the Scott. Yeah, Scott's right. up 10. 21-11. Yeah. And another good defensive effort here by the Scott. 19 points in the first half and holding in the score. It's the first two and a half minutes of the third. The Ray Warner with the layup there. That gets the lead back to eight, 27-19. And good defense on the drive here by Skylar Thomas. And poked away by Harlan. Harlan. Little stutter step dribble there. I thought she was going to pop a three, and then she got a chuckle out of it. Oh, good look. 
Down low it goes, and that's a nice layup by Goodrich. It forces a Grinnell timeout with the lead back to 10 at 29-19. Monmouth on top. We'll take a 30-second break. 30-second time on the floor by Grinnell. We'll be back here on AM 1330 at 94.1 WRAM. Grinnell basketball, Monmouth up 10, 6.50 to go, third quarter. Women's game, the first of the doubleheader matchup today between these two teams. It's been Monmouth in control for the most part. Grinnell had the lead early. Yeah, the Scouts kind of survived that initial onslaught there by uh, leading scorer Aaron Lillis. Yeah, like you said, four, four points right from the free throw line out of the gate. They've really done a good job on her. And they hit a and three here. Uh, of course they do. It, it was seven to four. That was their largest lead. And Monmouth went on top eight seven and uh, have held the lead ever since. There's been one lead change. It's been tied twice. And that was at two two and four four. As Nikki Ware's first bucket of three ball. Averages just uh, about ten and a half points a game. That's the first points for Nikki I, Ware. I did find out at halftime, by the way, that twenty-three is thirty-three. Okay, Elena Friedman. Yes, gotcha. Three ball is good. Oh, Lily Harley for three. Yeah, twenty-three is thirty-three. And then uh, that was the that was the one change on there, and here it's into the corner. They are all over Lois right now. Yeah, they got to be. She's the one person that can bring them back and shoot them into this. Charge call on Nikki Ware. That'll be her second. Stepping in there, taking that charge is Harlan. What else is she not? Is she doing today? Why not? He says I didn't have a charge in the uh, have a charge in the stack call. Let's get one here. I got a little bit of everything else today. And a ten point lead and the basketball for the Scott. Ten point was we, yeah ten point was their biggest lead. Make it twelve now. Yeah, now nice pass, nice finish, and it's Harlan again, really heating up. Sixteen points for Harlan, nearly half of the Scott output today. Three ball on the way is good. And there's Lillard. You give up one of those occasions because you are not going to stop a player like Lillard from scoring, but they are limiting her, and that's all you need to do. And we get a foul going baseline. As Harlan had the nice run here. Like Sarah Toy is going to pick up her first. And that's a four-team foul on Grinnell already, 4-0. Yeah, 4 nothing and team foul. So at some point we'll see those even out, right? That's the way that, <laughs> the way that, that, always, that always goes. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, getting close to the bonus for Mama to shoot free throws. Here's Warner. Corner three is good. Scots have come out of the locker room, knocking down their deep shots here in the second half. 12-6 on the run here. Lewis all the way to the basket and foul. Man, that was a nice move. She did a Euro step to get through the traffic, threw it high off the glass. She is just as advertised. She went from 7 to 12 and potentially 13 real quick. <laughs> Fouls on Hoy, her third. The first Scott, I think, with three fouls. At least I've got in my book here. Free throw, no good, which is a rare miss from Lewis from the line. Warner. Wall. Backdoor cut, Wall. Cut off, and then had her shot blocked by Toy. 
Yeah, plenty of time on the shot clock there. Didn't really have to take that one, but. Good defense here in the second half by the Scott. Here's Lewis again, all the way to the basket, laid it up and in. So she's had a quick seven. Lead is eight for Monmouth. More than halfway through this third quarter now. Right side wall. Still wall. Harlan. They swing it. Warner. Boy. Wall to Harlan. Corner three is good. Have a day, Lily Harlan. They just keep knocking down these three pointers every time it looks like the Pioneers are charging right back into it. And it's an 11 point game. Lewis went baseline, lost it, it's out of bounds. Ooh, Ooh yeah, Scott's fans kind of throwing the hands up there on that. Looked from my angle, of course, quite a ways away. Looked like Lewis just lost the handle on it, went out of bounds. No argument from the Scott's players on the floor, but I thought maybe Lewis just kind of lost that on her own. Big stop here for the Scott's. And driving left side, seven on the shot clock. Lewis down the lane again, fouled again, and back to the line. Well, that's just what they're going to do. They're going to let her drive and either get a layup or get fouled every single possession now. Yeah, Scott's going to have to uh, make an adjustment. Of course, every every sporting event is a game of adjustments, and the Scott's going to have to adjust to Lewis getting really aggressive here on the offensive end. Missed that free throw. Looks like they got the foul on Madison Heiss. You see how Madison's back up there. She's out there on the floor. Wow. 76% free throw shooter as little as six to third one. That puts the lead down, back down to 10. Scott's still in safe territory here, but, you know, like you said, Lillis had the big second half against the Scots the last time out. Jumper that time for Law, no good. Rebound Grinnell. They're trying to chip away. They get it up ahead here. Kick it back out. Three ball. Carcini is good. This is a team on the season that shot less three-pointers than the Scots. And uh, so far today, they've taken a ton of them. Attempted 14 in the first half, and Law doubled their dribbles. And now it's a seven-point game, plus it's Grinnell ball. Law out, Heish out. Jones and Goodrich back in for the starting five on the floor for Monmouth. Yeah, Law, I, I rarely see the little shuffle before the ball gets on the deck. I I just rarely notice it. That time I noticed it. Just got to the foot moving a little too quick. She had the baseline. Dockerty back in and Hall back in for Grinnell. Lewis goes to Hall. Now it's back in the hands of Lewis, and we get a foul. Wow, they're going to say Goodrich went. Through the screen of PK Hall, Lewis, Lewis was trying to get continuation on that. The foul wasn't on, on her. No, it, was, yeah. it was five feet away from her. I think she thought that the the play was still going. That's a tough call. That's a tough call on Goodrich to get her third. She's just trying to fight her way through the screen there. That's that's Goodrich with three and Hoy with three. Both the only three players with three fouls for the Scott. Doherty with three for Grinnell. Shot clock getting down to close to down to five here. 
Step back blocked by Warner. That's a big block, and the shot clock's going to run out before they can get anything going. That's a good defensive uh, stand there by the Scott. Lewis threw one up from, I don't know, about almost near mid-court just to, just to be doing it. Just about made it. Certainly wouldn't have counted, but impressive nonetheless. Yeah, seem to get a bucket here. Up seven. Still a uh, zone defense here by the Grinnell Pioneers. Wall goes baseline. Now they swing a ball movement. Harlan's had the hot hand. She's got it out to Goodrich for three. No. Rebound Harlan, though. Back up. No. And rebound Grinnell. A couple of looks for the Scots that time. Yeah, Harlan had a contested layup there, but seen her make those before. Now Lewis, Goodrich on her. They go in the corner and out of bounds off of Warner. Just poke away from there, from there by, by uh, Teray. Lois going to sit here for a little bit, trying to get herself going here. And she goes out with 113. Nobody on the court now has more than six points for Grinnell. That's Carcitti, who's hit a pair of three. Just for the scouts to make a little run here. Well, with uh, Lois off the floor for sure. Lois probably going to sit this last minute be ready to go for the fourth. And she'll come out firing, I'm guessing. Carcini for three. Big shot. Didn't get it. Didn't hit the rim. And that's the second shot clock violation in a row for the Pioneers. Fires up the Scott's bench. Scott's bench, uh, all benches love when you uh, get down to that shot clock violation. Good defense by Mama. And they played good defense the whole ball game. 33 points here. We're nearing the end of the third quarter. Not that Grinnell scores a ton like the men do, but still averaging about 59 and a half a game. Here's Wall. Oh, that is. And get fouled. Good move by Zoe Wall. That's her first field goal of the ball game. She had three points in the first half, three or four from the free throw line, and that's her first bucket for Zoe, who averages close to 11 and a half a game. Chance to get a quick three-point play here. Get this thing back up to 10. Thomas checking back in for the Pioneers. I didn't see if, uh, if uh, Lewis came back. Three-point play completed. Four or five from the free-throw line by Zoe Wall. The only free-throws by the Scots today. Yeah, I don't think Lillis checked in here for the last offensive possession. No, I kind of thought she would once they yeah. once the foul was called for the free throws, but they did keep her on the bench. They go in. Can't hold for one, but... Good defense again, knocked away. Defense giving the Pioneers all kinds of fits here this uh, last three or four game minutes for sure. Down to 10 on the shot clock. Looks like there's about a six-second differential. Shot is no good. Rebound out to Grinnell. Three at the buzzer. Good. But just short of the buzzer, actually. And Monmouth will get a half-court heave from Wall to answer off the mark. So they knocked that ball around, and it fell into the right hands at the right spot. It's a seven-point Monmouth lead. After three, you're listening to Fighting Scots Basketball here at Glenny Gym. Monmouth 43. For now, 36. We'll take a 30-second break. Be right back. We head back into the fourth quarter here at Quinny Gym. I'm at 43 and Grinnell 36. And let's see what changes are made to start this fourth quarter. First 
know why. Scott did make a sub. Allie Hoy with three fouls back in. Ella Goodrich with four fouls is out. So those are the two that have um, been in the most foul trouble on the uh, court for these teams. Now, big, big quarter there for Aaron Lillis and the Pioneers, 17-point quarter. I thought the Scots played pretty solid defense. And you look down, and they got, uh, yeah, a, 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 a 17-point quarter. But the Scots did just enough to actually extend their halftime lead of six points to, to seven. So whatever Grinnell did right, the Scots did a little better. And a turnover. Jones came away with it. Well, let's see when they come back with Lewis, too, because yeah. she was not on the court. She went to the scores table. Here's the three-ball good by Terrain Warner. Lead back to 10. That puts Warner in double figures with 12 today. She's got it done beyond the arc for the most part in this one. Missed a couple layups early, but has knocked down her shots from distance. Lewis is at the scores table now. And a turnover. Harlan comes away with it. She's going to hold up and wait for a five-on-five situation. It's going to be probably two-on-three at best for Monmouth. Now it's Harlan and Wall outside the arc. Just Ashley Jones left side. Here's Wall for three. No rebound. Grinnell. And a foul call. I see. No, it's going to be... Boy, that'll be her fourth. Fourth on the boy. The fine six freshman. But she's going to have to come out as well as Ashley Jones. Who came on the floor here for the Scouts? In fact, Audrey Wall's back on the floor. Yeah, Law's back in, and Goodrich, Goodrich. came back in with her four fouls. So she's guarding Lewis. So that's a tough task. You've got four fouls, and you're guarding the best player on the other team. And that's exactly what she's doing right now. I thought Nikki uh, Ware might have shuffled her foot before she got the ball in the deck there. Nice move. Get that layup for Rockwell. Yeah, that's a, that was a good move for Mayanna Rockwell. Where's, where's she been on the floor this whole game? The other end, it's a foul on Boer. Yeah, Rockwell's got the long sleeves going, which you don't see very often at Division Three level. That seems to be more of a Division One, you know, yeah. NBA, WNBA type thing. But right. Getting ready for the chilly confines of Lenny Jim today. That's right. <laughs> I very rarely make it through a long sleeve shirt in here. I've got one today, <laughs> but I'm usually like you, rocking a polo because it's so hot in here. Yeah, especially for volleyball in September and October when it's still you know warm outside, and then you only use one half of the gym, so everybody's on this side. It could be a sauna in here. I've been to a few that. high school graduations in yeah. here, and those yeah. days can be pretty right. warm. Free throw, good. So good, Rich. Split those free throws. It's a nine-point game. Just keep this lead anywhere from six to nine till we get down to about three or four minutes left and just make your free throws. If you're the scout. That's right. <laughs> if you're Grinnell. Yeah, Grinnell can miss them, right? That's right. They got it again. Kick it outside. Driving in. Another pass for three. No good. Rebound Audrey Long. And secure the rebounds. Make sure it's one and done for the Grinnell Piners. You've really got to sell out on the glass here. His last eight minutes. Zoe Wall, they kick it out. Extra pass. Harlan drives all the way through. Left it short, though. would like to have that one back for sure. That was a pretty good look there for Harlan. Back on the right side. They've got it into the hands of Skyler Thomas. 
into the corner for three. Rockwell way off mark. And Warner the rebound. These are good possessions for the Scots defensively, not allowing any points, not allowing any rebounds, and not committing any fouls. So the clock's not stopping either. And here's Law driving. Law into the lane. Her layup no good. Might have been partially blocked, and Brewer cleared the rebound. I do so much high school basketball through the season, I'm thinking, all right, just run some clock here. That's right. That's right. Now the shot clock. <laughs> you still got to be semi-aggressive. Lillis creates her own space, and that's it. Everything but fall pops out. Rebound Warner. Yeah. You'll have the shot clock sooner or later on that yes. high school game as well. Here's yep. Wall now back out to Law. And Warner inside it goes. Harlan. There you go. You can use a lot of the shot clock, though. Wall to Harlan for three in the corner. No rebound, Grinnell. That just about settled in there, man. Same spot she's hit a couple from in this half. That one wouldn't go. Driving the lane. A lot of contact. No call. She was looking for a foul. So was her head coach. And here's Law across the timeline. Stowing away. Grinnell, layup is good, and timeout Pioneers. That was a good job to go get that steal by Nikki Ware and get the layup, now the full timeout. 47-40, Monmouth with 5.59 to go here at Glenny Gym. We'll be back in 30 seconds. 5.59 to go at Glenny Gym, Monmouth 47, and Grinnell 40. The third quarter was the Lily Harlan show for Mama getting the points going on her end. And now in the fourth quarter, let's see who steps it up. Just three games and seven minutes left in regular season, six minutes left, I should say, in regular season action for the seniors. And uh, one game and six minutes left here at Glenny Gym. It'll be at home against Knox on Wednesday night at 530. And then it'll be a trip to Ripon. Next Saturday, followed by a trip to Cornell on the 14th to finish up the regular season conference schedule in hopes of making it to the Final Four. Scott's That's all that makes it, Final Four. Scott's tied with Grinnell, a game in back at Illinois College who's, who's idle today, I see, uh, on the schedule. They've got it up top. Wall into the corner. Harlan drives. Extra pass, Jones, wide open, three ball, too strong, rebound. Warner has her hands on it, and timeout. Great timeout by Coach Jones. 30-second yeah. timeout call by Coach Jones. We'll, uh, we'll keep it here. You kind of set the stage for y'all. You look here. at those standings. You mentioned that Illinois College is on their bye. So I see a 6-6, six and six. Cornell is 7-4. and four. Knox and Ripon have clinched. They're both already in. So there's two spots left. Cornell seven and four. They're playing first place Knox today. See if we can get a score on that here in a minute. I see is idle, and Mammoth and Grinnell obviously playing each other. I see and Grinnell play each other on Wednesday. That game is in Jacksonville, and the first matchup went to I see and Grinnell. So they got to play again. I see still goes to Knox, and they go to Lake Forest. Uh, who is towards the bottom of the standings, but Lake Forest got us at their plate, so no reason to think why they couldn't get IC as well. Now it's Mammoth with the ball. Warner driving in. Warner off glass. No. Fought for her own rebound. Missed it down low again. 
And the rebound now is grabbed by the Pioneers. Warner has had a fantastic day on the glass. And look at this, no surprise, she averages six and a half out of that guard spot. The five nine guard averaging uh, six and a half rebounds a game. Three ball, no good for Grinnell. They keep it alive, though, with the ball on the rebound. Inside it goes Thomas. Now Rockwell back out to where another three. No. Rebound Grinnell. All of a sudden, they're an offensive rebounding machine. Ware took three threes on that possession, and she finally hit the third. It's a four-point game. And you give them enough opportunities, one of them's bound to go, especially at this college level. That last one was wide open as well. The other, at least the first one, was strongly contested. Here's a three for the answer. No. Rebound Jones. Jones back up. No. Rebound Grinnell. So all of a sudden, Mammoth can't score. A quick shot there on the rebound there by Ashley Jones. For the like to maybe see an even little clock, maybe even get a better look. Knox is up 17 on Cornell with five minutes left. And there's a foul on Monmouth. So that would knock Cornell down to yeah. seven and five. And Monmouth already beat Cornell. Cornell goes to Rippin next, and then they host Monmouth. So Cornell right back into the mix of this as well now. Yeah, if you if you're uh, yeah, a little ripping in, Knox both pretty solid. But if you get yourself into a two or three or a three spot instead of a four, you'll be doing yourself a favor. Free throw, Thomas, no good. On the men's side, I see his idol. They're 11 and 1, and then Cornell's right ahead of us. We'll talk more about this during the men's game. But Cornell's 8 and 3. They play Knox today at home. Mama's 8 and 4, and Lake Forest and Ripon both 6 and 5. And they're playing teams towards the bottom of the standings in today's action. So a big one for Mammoth as well. Could potentially, a lot of things fall into place, clinch a spot in the Final Four here on Wednesday against Knox. We got to win today first. Here's Harlan. Oh, big oh, shot. Into the basket. Excuse me. That was Ella Goodrich all the way into the basket. Making the move. We see Zoe Wall make quite a bit. Going baseline all the way in. Five-point game. 3.30 to play. Lillis for Grinnell. Between the circles now. Gets it to Ware and skips it over to Rockwell. Rockwell drives. Layup is good. Went right at the Scott's defense that time. High off the glass, a three-point game. I've been impressed with Rockwell here for Grinnell in the second half. I don't know where she was there in that first half. Did not take a shot in 13 minutes in the first half. Warner for three. No good. Too strong. Grinnell can tie on this possession. And now a foul committed in the backcourt. They got three on wall. Yeah, three up on the board. Three on wall and three on the team, and that came 80 feet from the bucket. Hmm. And more importantly, three team fouls on Monmouth here with three minutes left in this fourth quarter. Where? Down low. Nice defense. Willie Harlan went and took that away on the attempted pass in for Skyler Thomas. Now it's Warner. Wall. They skip it all the way around Jones. Two wall in the post. Spins on her defender. Bounce pass. Harlan. Harlan free throw line jumper. Good. Lily Harlan. There she is. She's got more than 20 now. There she is. Again, over 20 for her on the season. Fourth time since January 1st. Three ball for Grinnell. Good. 
And timeout, Grinnell. That was number 11, Carcini. All of our points today have come on threes. It's a two-point game with 2.16 to play. We'll take a quick 30-second break and come back for the final 2.16 here on WREM. Uh, Monmouth, 2.16 to go at Glenny Gym. Monmouth basketball leading 51-49. Monmouth is led by 10 twice in the contest and actually went up by 12 at one point. But now it's a one-possession game. Harlan to Jones. Jones, dribble drive, cut off, kicks it back out. Swing it around, Goodrich. Goodrich, Jones, Warner, Wall, kicked it out again. Now Jones, seven on the shot clock. Goodrich, Goodrich for three. No, rebounded to the corner. Is going to go into the band out of bounds. Big stop for Grinnell. They can tie or take the lead with 145 left. Their last lead was at 7-6. I think the play call there out of the timeout kind of broke down there a little early Scouts had to kind of kind of make it up as they went along there. Uh-oh. Three ball. No good. Rebound Warner. That was Lillis. He's got 15 points. Shooting for 18. Warner. Harlan now with under 90 seconds to play. Jones cutting to the basket. Off black and good. That play's been the bread and butter for the Scots a lot this season. And... Looked like this guy, the referee thought Coach Jones was calling timeout. She shook her head. No, 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 no. no. I don't want one. <laughs> a little miscommunication no, no, no. there. All the Scots players were running to the bench thinking they called a timeout. That little give and go with Ashley Jones was the Scots bread and butter for a while. Team started to take it away, and they used it here to get up by four. Lilith. And swing at the Rockwell. Bounce past the Brewer. Back to Rockwell. Deflected. Stolen by Warner. That pass was deflected by freshman Ella Goodrich, stolen by senior Teray Warner, and now under a minute to play up four. Take care of the ball, make your free throws. Still got to run some offense here. Doesn't look like they're going to foul yet. They got to foul three times just to get to the bonus. Now they're going to start doing that. Yeah, That's this- the one problem uh, in, in this system, which I really like. It's where, a double-edged sword. Yeah. You play good, solid defense and not foul, and now you need foul. Yeah, where the, where the fouls reset at the end of the quarter. Yeah. And then you get to a situation where you've got to foul the bunch. Although it does, as Warner gets it into Jones here, it does make the other team have to inbound, and that can be a tough thing to do, especially against a good, tall team. And Harlan has it in the corner. Ten on the shot clock. Wall. Wall skips it out. Goodrich drives. Goodrich going to have to shoot. Gets it to Wall. Wall with one on the shot clock. Beat the shot clock. Didn't make the basket. Grinnell rebound. 30 seconds to go. They're four. Into the front court. Lewis, hands off. Where for three. Too strong. Rebound. Grinnell. Grinnell with 20 seconds left. Back up top. Lewis. Lewis fouled. And Goodrich just fouled out. With 15.7 left. They're not shooting here. Oh, they say that's four on Goodrich. I already had her with four. So... I was one off. Okay, that's a good thing. That means they didn't foul out. <laughs> good thing, yeah. 
if, if you're the Scots, you go ahead and let them take the two here and not try to definitely don't foul on the on give them a three point play. Inbounds with 15 seconds left, four point game. Thomas dribbles it back out, block shot. Harlan blocked it. Harlan blocked it, got it to Goodrich. Eight point one left, and that's not enough to send the Scots to the line with that foul. So inbound. Now I think Monmouth will call a timeout. Yeah, maybe get on the same page here. Yeah, just a 30 second well, timeout. Well, the other good thing, too, that is different in uh, men's college basketball for those that follow and that is different from high school basketball, Monmouth calls the timeout here. And they get to advance the ball across midcourt. It's just like the NBA, right? So you call that timeout, and that's why you try to save one for a situation like this. Now you don't have to inbound underneath the other team's basket. You don't have to go yeah, all the court. court to work you with. you got the entire court to work with. You practice these inbound passes from this spot because you know that's exactly what you're going to do in these situations. So you advance the ball to midcourt. It's something I would really like to see men's college basketball do because it would set up for some real exciting in the game situations where you can throw the ball in with two seconds left, half court, and, and, and get a get a good shot off instead of having to throw that right. baseball court pass, uh, you yeah. know, with two seconds left, uh, you know, or, or dribble the whole length of the court in four seconds, which unless you're your guy's highest enemy, you can't do right. So you know, you, you, you like I like that for late game exciting situations here. The Scots just want to get it in. Take care of the basketball. I do too. I'd like to see the men go to quarters too. I mean, I know it's kind of a kind of a traditional thing, but here's Harlan inbound, baseline, and fouled. That's three, still three and a half there. seconds came off the clock. Grinnell couldn't find anybody to foul, and Harlan went to the corner. Oh, you're down two possessions there. You're yeah. you're in big trouble. Cornell losing by 15 with 17 seconds left, so I think we can mark that down. There's an L for the Rams in women's basketball. Warner gets it into Wall in the corner. She's fouled immediately. So that's going to put Cornell at seven and five. Monmouth with the win here is going to go to six and seven. Be a half game behind Illinois College and a game and a half behind Cornell. And a full game up on the only team chasing, uh, chasing you in Grinnell now. Yeah, Monmouth's bye week is the last weekend. And that will change after this year. It's been a, I think it's been a, a four-year schedule rotation. It's going to go to a two-year schedule rotation. But our bye next year will not be the last weekend of the regular season as it has been. And this free throw is good. So Wall makes the free throw. Now Grinnell's going to call a timeout so they can get the ball in past midcourt. And with 4.1 left, it's a 54-49 game. And I guess that's maybe, Sean, the one deterrent is, that, you know, in a in a, a, a regular a men's game or a high school game, you wouldn't necessarily call timeout there down five. But now you do because you automatically advance the ball to midcourt and you can get a three-pointer off in less than five seconds. So there are some more, if you've got them left, there are more timeouts called. You're not going to save three when you can advance the ball. Uh, it's... It, Cross yeah, that's one thing you're going to, looking at the strategy here, you don't want to waste a bunch of timeouts early in the game because this is where you're going to definitely need them. Not only to talk strategy, but ball placement on, on the throw is huge. Huge in, in a situation like this. Because you could probably get, your, man, I don't think you want, you could maybe get a quick two, but then you're still going to be down three. And then yeah. you like to do split yeah, a pair and of I, And I didn't keep track of timeouts in the first half, but if Mama's has any they're going to call a timeout to move the ball across half court. So you almost have to shoot a three. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, you're in you're in three territory. I thought maybe there might be a situation where you get a quick two, but now nah, you're gonna have to hit a three, and, and shooting a three takes a ton of time. Shooting a three is gonna take the four seconds there anyway. Just gotta play solid defense. Don't don't foul through the scots. Don't foul. Just go ahead and let them score. Four seconds left. Ware gets it inbounds. They do shoot a three right away. No good. Rebound Warner, and she's fouled. Let's see if they wave it off. They will wave it off. So game over. Scott's win on senior day. The four seniors, DeRay Warner, Zoe Wall, Lily Harlan, and Shaden Mitchell, plus good manager Emily Laughlin, they go out on senior day as winners. They do still have one home game left. So we'll be here for on Wednesday night against But the Scots get a big win. They keep their postseason conference hope alive as the Scots get the victory. Here today on the women's game, men's game coming up 54 49. The men get their women get it done behind Lily Harlan and Trey Warner. Scott's fourth in the conference in scoring in scoring offense here. Just conference games only at 65, 65 points a game, 54 points today. If you're going to score 54, which is about 11 points under your season average, you better play some solid defense than they did. Yeah, they sure did. Uh, they, they held Lewis to 15, uh, which was 20 points left. And she scored against them uh, three weeks ago. And uh, while they did give up a couple of threes late in the game, they did really, really good defensively. I mean, three for 14 from three-point range in the first half for Grinnell, so they got that defense done as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge win, like you said. And with, with Cornell losing, that still puts their place in play now. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big spot, too, where you might see a spot where it's, where it's Grinnell, I see, and Mama tied for, uh, tied for those two spots. And when you look at it, uh, Cornell swept IC. IC swept us, so then if we sweep Cornell, which we'd have to do to make it a three-way tie, then you're moving on to like tiebreaker number six or whatever it would be, um, and you start looking at, at other spots there, um, you know, and, and, and what happens with those two. Yeah, the Monmouth College women uh, against Knox, we just had them last Saturday, just fell by four points, so you're right. within four points uh, of the top team in the conference. So then it's, do, you, do we want our rival? Do we want to finish second or third? Of course, you want to finish second or third, but if we don't finish second or third, if we're in fourth place, do we still feel comfortable? I haven't seen Rippin yet. I'm sure you've, you've probably seen Rippin uh, yeah, so they're, far. Yeah, they're, they're a pretty good team. And so either way, you know, it's, it's, you just want to get in the tournament, man, and take your chances, right? That's right. You know, you get in, uh, you know, it, it's going to be either down the road at Knox or at Rippin. That's going to come down to the game on February 18th. Whoever wins that is going to end up as the host and is, is going to, uh, you know, end up hosting that. So could be right down the road, could be all the way up at Rippin, but you get in, you play those teams, and, and you've got either a, a team that you uh, lost to by four uh, on the road so far or a team that you played pretty good here at home. And, yeah, you look at those final stats now. It was a double-double for Teray Warner, 12 points, 13 rebounds. Lily Harden with 21 points. Uh, they ended up 9 of 31 from three. Scott were just 6 of 25. But um, turnovers, again, 5 for Monmouth and 19, wow. 19 for uh, Grinnell. There's your ball game. Eight Four. points off turnovers, 18 to 2. Wow, five, just five turnovers for the Scots there in that ball game. And again, they, they do a great job of taking care of the basketball, and they, they've proved that uh, of the entire season in, in conference play for sure. But five turnovers in, in a big game like this, that's such a great job. Yeah, they, they really took care of the ball. That senior leadership, too, on the ball for uh, for most of the game between Wall Warner and, and Harlan out there, um, you know, running, running the point, running the offense. We'll take a three-minute break, come back, and uh, maybe delve a little bit further into the stats and get ready for game two. We'll be back. 
back here at Glenny Gymnasium as we put a capper on this first game of our doubleheader today. The Monmouth College Fighting Scott women get a big win over the Grinnell Pioneers, 54-49 to to go to 10-12 and overall in the season. And more importantly, 6-7 and in the Midwest Conference. The Grinnell Pioneers drop to 8-12. and They drop to 5-8, and a game behind now the Scott in the conference standings, Midwest Conference standing. And I uh, got to fight their way back. Just three games left for both Monmouth College and Grinnell now. And the, uh, the, the Pioneers trail the Scots by a game, Illinois College by a game and a half. And Cornell, who lost today to Knox College. Knox will go to 12-0 and in conference play at top and stay, uh, stay undefeated. Cornell drops to 7-5. and So they are just a game and a half ahead of the Scots in the standings. And uh, the Scots now a half game behind Illinois College, who's idled this week. For fourth place. Top four teams in the Midwest Conference go, and right now it looks like Knox College at 12-0, ripping. They're playing Lawrence University. Lawrence is 3-9, 7-14, so on paper you figure Rippin's going to get to 11-1. We'll go ahead and write that in, even though we're not sure. Uh, so the top two teams are running away. It is just a battle for third and fourth place now, and it heated up with Cornell losing today and the Scots beating the uh, Grinnell Pioneers. So we'll start our post-game show brought to you by Laris Collision Center. If you have collision damage repair, call Lair's Collision Center at 734-1949. Lair's Collision Center, professional auto body repair, driver's trust. Post-game scoring update, courtesy of Midwest Bank, your locally owned community bank, been investing in you, member FDIC. Scoring first for the Grinnell Pioneers. They were led by Aaron Lillis with 15. That is two and a half points under her season average, so a great job. On Aaron Lillis, she was 6 of 19 shooting the basketball, 2 of 8 from three-point range. So just a fantastic defensive job by the Scots on Aaron Lillis. The only one in double figures for the Grinnell Pioneers. Eight points for Nikki Ware, four points for Skylar Thomas, and then a plethora of girls. Uh, also four points for Ayanna Rockwell, and then a plethora of point, uh, girls with two or three points. Three points for Grace Marsh, two points for Sarah Booher, Sarah Toy with two points, and also two points for Elena Friedman. For the Scots, they were led in scoring by Lily Harlan, 21 points for Harlan, and it was spread out amongst all four quarters. She did damage uh, the entire ball game here for the Scots. 21 for Lily Harlan, 9 of 17 from the field, so over 50%, and 3 of 6 from three-point range for Harlan. Also in double figures, fellow senior Teray Warner, both Harlan and Warner, honored before the game, being seniors, along with uh, also, uh, who am I missing here, Zoe Wall. Wall today was seven points. Also, uh, um, rebound-wise, four points for Zoe Wall. So, good, Jay, good job by the senior as well. The fourth senior, Jade Mitchell, injured, missing the uh, rest of the season here. She was also a senior honored before the ball game. Twelve points for Trey Warner, seven points for Zoe Wall, six points for Ashley Jones from having an Avon High School, and five points for Ella Goodrich. That's your point totals for both teams. 13 rebounds for Teray Warner out of the guard spot. That doubles her season average of six and a half. 12 points and 13 rebounds for Teray Warner. All right, we just have our awards to give away before we take a little break and come back with the second game of our doubleheader, the men's game. Your offensive player of the game brought to you by Ben Olson Country Financial. Planning for a secure financial future takes knowledge and experience to make the right decisions. It's best to work with a professional like Ben Olson to help build a plan for today. And tomorrow, your offensive player of the game. Well, this is a tough one. I'm going to give co-defensive or offensive players of the game 21 points for Lily Harlan. Did a fantastic job on the offensive end. Also, four steals for Lily Harlan too. Probably could have been considered 
or the defensive player of the game today. But we'll give Lily Harlan and also to Ray Warner, who had a double-double of 12 points, 13 rebounds, and also three assists for for the uh, senior Trey Warner. And then looking at the assist chart, Zoe Wall, the other senior, six assists. So all three seniors that were on the floor for the Scots today on senior day had a, had a contribution to this big, big win, important win in the Midwest Conference. So Lily Harlan and also Trey Warner are, are your offensive players of the game. Defensive players of the game, which are sponsored by Clark and Glasgow Law Office in Monmouth, representing clients on a wide range of criminal defense matters. Visit Clark and Glasgow Law Dot com. Defensive player of the game, I'm going to give to Ashley Jones out of having an Avon High School. Contributed on the defensive end. Jones with three steals, also a blocked shot in the ball game, and uh, had a couple of defensive rebounds as well. So uh, we're going to give the defensive player of the game to uh, Ashley Jones for her uh, prowess on the defensive end. Also had a hand in guarding guarding Aaron uh, Lillis, the, the uh, leading scorer for Grinnell. So Congratulations to Ashley Jones, your defensive player of the game. That will bring our first game coverage to a close. 54-49, the Scots get the win over the Grinnell Pioneers. We'll come back with game two of the doubleheader. It's a big one, too, for the Scots men, as they sit at 8-4 and four in conference play, trying to stay in that top four, maybe even in the top two or three of the uh, conference standings here as the uh, season winds down. We're going to go back to regular programming. We'll be back in a couple minutes here from Glennie Gymnasium.